Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 film by Cameron Crowe, Almost Famous. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And I'm Nay Renly from the Off 5 podcast. Yeah, Nay, great to have you back a, a third time here. Yep, uh, end of the week here. <laughs> well, not the end of the week. We we went from the Monday, Wednesday, Friday format to the weekly. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> but, right. But, but it's just a remnant that I happen to have uh, some people still scheduled in at uh, three times <laughs> in a row. Uh, good to be back that, this week. Yeah, three different <laughs> weeks now. Yeah. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, so we're back here uh, discussing uh, Minute 39 uh, this time uh, to, to end out uh, the 30s. With Nay. And minute 39 starts with the front of the almost famous Tour 73 bus and ends with Russell reassuring William. Yep. This seems like a lot of fun here on the bus. We've got a brand new scene. Yeah, it really, it really is. This is, uh, I mean, yeah, we just had that couple seconds last last minute and then the, a few seconds uh, this at the start of this, of this bus and, and you know, the front of it. But, uh, this is the, I mean, you know, this, it's, it's a really great opening shot for the bus. It's, it's all this, you know, all this hoopla going on <laughs> throughout, you know, people throwing things at each other and, uh, Penny definitely taking pictures and people reading books and it looks like they, they play some board games and things too, you know, um, and probably some other, uh, activities as well might go on <laughs> on the bus at times, I would imagine maybe more late at night. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's definitely just this uh you know similar atmospheres to what we had in the in the uh hotel room uh just a week or so or a few weeks ago now um a few episodes a few months ago but um it's you know it's 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 definitely there's definitely this this key scene where william is uh trying to talk with russell about you know, getting an inter- getting this interview, and that's that's definitely brand new. That's what we just uh, came out of is is the uh, discussion, the 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 okay from mom <laughs> to to actually go on tour with a rock band. <laughs> really crazy mm-hmm. that that uh, she actually said yes to that. And 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 on top of previously, you know, William having lied to her. Now I have to imagine she doesn't really know that 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 this came more out of the blue than the kind of natural order of things that, that, that we know how things happened that, uh, you know, he got, he got, uh, able from, from being backstage with them, which, which she knew about, but he went off on without her knowing about, uh, off to the, uh, L, uh, off to the right house, the continental high house in, uh, you know, two and a half or so hours away, uh, LA from San Diego. But now he's, now he's on this big, big journey, Across at least a, a part of the a part of the U.S. I mean, we know. I think it goes on a lot further. You know, I mean, he makes it all the way to New York, even. But um, it's it's just this matter of this this crazy thing that's going to be throughout now for this. Uh, I, I, what I want to call this this is probably the the second act, the middle act. If this is a three act structure, um, I feel like this could be the start of a, a second act. Oh, I think and that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, thinks that he only has four days at this point, so he's yeah. got that time crunch. <laughs> so, That's for sure. if he didn't, he'd probably be having a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, right. He really, if 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 he started out with the idea, oh, okay, I'm gonna have like five weeks or whatever it's gonna end up being. It's hard to tell just how long this is for him. Um, but uh, 
you know, if if he kind of really knew that, that was the case and went into it with that being the case, then yeah, he could have definitely uh, just uh, kind of had had more fun, like seemingly like what Russell wants him to do. Russell, I think, wants him to just get more laid back and enjoy enjoy uh, you know seeing seeing the U.S. you know on a, on a rock stars tour on a rock band's tour bus. Yeah, I think if he were less stuck on this interview thing mm-hmm. that he that he thinks is needs to be the core of his story, which I I assume ultimately yeah. isn't. But you know, if he were just lurking and overhearing and taking notes, he could probably get a lot better yeah. information. Because it's not like when people are asked questions on the spot that they give you that great of information anyway. Mm-hmm. Or most people don't. Some people are really good interviews, but what's you could definitely get is is all the the experiences that he's actually having. Luckily, they're in the movie though. Yeah, right. We definitely have a scene much later, you know, where he's looking at some of these photos. So whether he took them or I think, you know, it's it's a matter of, uh, you know, grabbing a few here and there uh, that Penny and mm-hmm. others might have taken um, just, you know, you know or, or maybe given maybe maybe he was given some of the photos that he looks at much later in the movie of a sleeping Jason Lee. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's uh, but but there is this there's this part of this pivotal scene uh the the conversation between William and Russell uh that uh J- Jason Lee does certainly does perk up and and is aware of uh this uh you know back and forth between the two happening. He's looking over and and uh you know he's kind of getting a little ticked maybe because he mm-hmm. certainly was giving you know the the most verbose previously. <laughs> um going on uh, some great uh, monologues uh, into the microphone, usually, about what he thinks uh, rock is and the rock lifestyle and and artistry and so forth. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to get the perspective of rock stars of what they think is really going on, but it's Mm -hmm. more interesting to observe it because they don't really know what's going on. They're so delusional. It, I think it's real fun after people have had some perspective. I just listened to the audiobook of Motley Crue's uh, book, The Dirt, and it's it's nice to get them with some perspective, but you can tell at the time they had no perspective at all of anything they were doing. And so if you had interviewed them at the time, I think they would give you a completely different story of what they gave you You know, after they'd had a fall and uh, started to maybe appreciate their friendships or maybe whatever. Their you know rivalries get more forgiven or more... Uh, hardened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just heard it today on the radio when I was driving around a little bit, and and I do listen to I still do listen to terrestrial radio. Not the I don't have one of, one of those serious cars and cars with that plugged in or anything like that. But um, but there was the the, the DJ or whatever was saying something along the lines of uh, for for I think it was for I'm pretty sure it was no it was uh, for the Black Crows. It was right mm. Bon Jovi, but Black Crows apparently the drummer there whoever that is I don't even know all their names I know. Another one guy, I think, but um, but um, they were essentially uh, the DJ was essentially saying, yeah, his new book is you know indicates there's still <laughs> after many years now for that band that there's still some uh, some tough rough spots between between the some of the members. Actually, the reason I listened to the dirt. Uh, in addition to watching the Netflix adapt- adaptation, oh. but the main reason was because I did uh, I got the audiobook of that drummer from the black crows steven okay. something cool. i think and yeah. that is an amazing book you don't have wow. to like the black crows if, if you're just at all familiar of a little yeah. bit of their place in history that that is an insanely entertaining and wow. funny book and the robinson brothers are 
truly characters. It's uh-huh. it, it's an, a great book because he's the ex drummer, and so he's kind of free to do whatever one. But he's the yeah, original. Sure. Like he started the band with those two, so so he uh, yeah he has he knows everything, and he he uh, he seems like a really down to earth and and cool guy. But th- there's some wild stuff in there, and and I would it's just an insanely entertaining book. Like I said, I, I, you don't have to love that band or anything, but if you liked a movie like Almost Famous, I'm sure you'd love the fighting between the Robinson brothers in that book. <laughs> just that up. Yeah, thanks for extra little recommendation besides what I heard on the radio. Yeah, I think it's um, Stephen. Oh, I can't, I can't remember his last name, but the book is called Hard to Handle. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Great, yeah. great book. Um, and and uh, something I did say, I just uh, see it saw it a moment ago when I was when I have my uh, the the minute repeating uh, what I said with uh, uh, Jeff Beebe, Jason Lee's character getting you know, perking up. That certainly does happen at at the time of the <laughs> with the flash uh, Polaroid uh, happening that Penny's taking his picture and. And then you even see him passing, you know, apparently he's given the picture, but he's passing it kind of back to her after he's looked at it. And uh, yeah. so from there, apparently it seems like, you know, when William does approach uh, Russell, he's, he's, like I said, he's he's just into this conversation and then will possibly a little ticked off, miffed, whatever, you know, that uh, <laughs> he's not getting paid as much attention to anymore and he's not first in line as well, I think, is the big thing. You know, Russ, or William says, you know, at some point, I forget if it's right here or not, but at some point, there's a really good indication that he's like, he just kind of wants to do it in a certain order of Russell first for some crazy reason. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's a weird thing that, that you kind of have to do interviews in a certain order. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that at all because the more complicated members of the band, you want to get the most reliable person first. Mm, That way, the person has the best memory or the most coherent story because that way you have specific things to ask the more like erratic or hard to talk to Mm. people. I think when you write like an oral history or something, you want somebody that was there to give you the outline, tell you a whole bunch of stories. That way you can get those other people to tell the story in their own words. But you have to know that the story exists before you can ask them about it. And then then you can follow up with the, you know, the more minor people. Yeah. So so Russell said that you were... (laughs) Yeah. This or that. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, like uh, you know, I love reading oral histories of like like Meet Me in the Bathroom is a great book and stuff like that, and it it just sounds so hard to to interview everybody over and over again because like oh, and then they said this, you got to comment on that too, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So then another thing, and it's actually heavily related to what I was just talking about with the uh, waking up of Jason Lee, uh, Jeff Beebe. That uh, you know, he's got a magazine resting on his on his chest <laughs> that he was apparently kind of in the middle of reading, and uh, mm-hmm. when he when he fell fell asleep, and uh, it's a circus magazine uh, 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 issue of circus um, with David Bowie um, in his Aladdin Sane guys, I believe. Oh um, yeah, right on. Uh, and that's what it says it says Bowie sees America in flames inside story of Aladdin Sane. And, <laughs> and and the crazy thing is is that I couldn't quite I didn't really catch it, realize it, but when I found found the, the proper a, a good image, a high resolution image, there's this crazy on his ear <laughs> there's this crazy uh, huge mirror earring <laughs> hanging down from the one ear that you can see. Um so it's it's drawn on. This drawn in and uh <laughs> 
you know, not, not Photoshopped. <laughs> this is way before Photoshop. Um, and, and, and so, and like I say, it's a mirror earring. It's, it's all these jewels around the frame of the, of this mirror. Um, and, uh, then inside that, then it's a, uh, another, another photo, another, uh, um, in his Aladdin saying, get up, I think even more so than, than I think this look. Yeah, that's wild. That's a real magazine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I never heard of that one. Yeah, I can't say for sure. Uh, I know this is a July 1973 issue, and it was like, you know, gosh, it was uh, something like crazy, like 50 cents or something, I think it said. And, and it, even, it had a British price, too. Maybe went to 2006. Yeah. But I never okay. I never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I know and, Cream and Enemy and Hit Parader yeah. and stuff, but yeah, I didn't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a, quite a few other um, little things. I'll just read off at least a couple of them. Um, like, I mean, the one that definitely catches my eye the most, a little across the uh, top uh, right corner, is McCartney and the birth of Red Rose Speedway, which is one of his albums I'm less familiar with. I don't I don't know all. I love. I'm a huge fan of the Beatles and know like all the officially released uh, stuff of just the main the main band itself but i haven't dug into every single little album or single or what all, all songs by all the solo beatles but um but 73 was the, the i know is the prime time for band on the run but red rose speedway uh i'm just a little out of it on that one well then the guy in the sunglasses and hat i can't remember his role <laughs> Oh yeah, so so yeah, back on the yeah on the bus, um, right? Yeah, so so there's some different. Well, okay, so that's Dick, the manager with with the cap almost cowboyish hat, right? Yeah, and he's like from British Britain or Australia or something, mm-hmm. um, and he definitely has an accent along those lines. And played by Noah Taylor, the great Noah Taylor. He's got a book too, The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. Yeah, and I've only ever read I think Fahrenheit, uh, what at four fifty one, whatever the number is. Oh right. I believe this one was a collection of short stories. I, I read the story, The Illustrated Man, okay. uh, yeah. but I, I didn't read the rest of the book. I didn't really like it, <laughs> so I <just laughs> stopped reading. But, but you know, people really like Ray Bradbury, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked uh, that actor in Life Aquatic, Noah Taylor. Okay, yeah. Yeah, where I really, I mean, it, it was the, actually, you know, in this movie, I don't think he really stuck out for me. But definitely in the next one by Cameron Crowe, Vanilla Sky, he's in that and has a little, I think a little bit more important role to the overall plot with the being the behind the scenes uh, guy who's kind of orchestrating, you know, <laughs> he like makes time stop at one point <laughs> for, for Tom Cruise's character. <laughs> it's, re- it's really uh, a nutty, nutty, crazy sci-fi movie that doesn't present itself initially as sci-fi either. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't realize he was in Game of Thrones, though. Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones. Okay, I didn't know that. And then, then the more recent thing I saw him in, though, uh, just in the past couple of few years, was uh, Preacher, where he played Hitler. Right. So oh, he's doing okay. Hitler, and then Taika Waititi does Hitler and does even knocks it out of the park crazy for, I mean, get much more uh, uh, mainstream acclaim for Taika Waititi, even though that that movie, I mean, it's it's, it's Oscar nominated, so that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I love Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I mean, I, don't, I only, you know, I, I never paid a whole lot of attention to Fly of the Concords and then uh, that, that What We Do in the Shadows, I haven't seen that yet. I really need to get around to that. But uh, the the Thor Ragnarok and 
Mm. That stuff is... Hunt for the Wilder People is my favorite so far. Mandalorian, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, IG-11. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, well, when you directed, I think, one or two of the episodes as well. Yeah, I think the so, finale. Yeah. Um, but then what it was... So then what I'm trying to get, though, to is, is that there's... Besides, okay, so there's the bass player across the aisle from uh, Russell... But then there's like these at least two other guys as well as Plexier hanging is hanging out here in this just this just this minute you can make out, and it'll be really interesting as I go a f- little more forward, you know who else might be on the bus too. I mean because we we actually get to well I think there might be some more people that might come on the bus that aren't here right now until this next stop and which is the very next minute. Um, there's definitely more people at the hotel. There's well I mean the hotel lobby itself is going to be jam packed and. I think a lot mm-hmm. of fun to look at, um, but these couple other guys. So there's so there's the guy in the seat directly in front of uh, uh, the bass player, um, um, uh, Larry Fellows, uh, uh, and then there's the guy in the back that's behind. There's one or two guys even I think in the back behind uh, Dick. Even there's you know Russell and then Ed and then the drummer, the si- si- silent Ed, <laughs> um, and then uh, Dick. But then there's it's a guy with a, some pretty short hair. Well, actually, he might have longer hair just in a ponytail, maybe. Mm. I have a feeling. Yeah, yeah, definitely ponytail. And like I said, Plexia is back there too at one point. But, I mean, you, you really don't hear her at all unless it's a little very, very background, you know. Uh, a little bit of a kind of you know light screaming, giggling, what have you, kind of stuff that's happening during this minute. Like I said, there's things being thrown around. It's it's very it's almost very uh, classroom, you know, <laughs> unruly cra- classroom like uh, kind of atmosphere as well. Yeah, it seems like in this scene, and I guess sometimes it would be a lot of fun for my personality. I'm like, this would get irritating real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but uh but you know but it'd be fun for a while so you definitely you definitely go back into the far corner and <laughs> just try to avoid i don't, I don't know i don't think i'd like being on tour at all yeah. <laughs> you know and something else it's, again it's kind of a little bit uh school like middle school high school like is that uh, you know like say some of these pictures and some other things seem people seem to be sticking them in like the 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 backs of the seats and stuff like in the oh right there there's I think that's Penny sitting there in between Jeff and and uh, Larry. She definitely has at least a couple of the Polaroids there. This has got the beginning of tour energy too. You know, yeah, like right. like playing. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> the drummer's just playing drums on his lap. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> gotta keep practicing. I guess almost like the the back of the seat as well, which is oh yeah, know, the back of Russell's seat. You know, but right. it's, it's you know Russell is also you know he's he's strumming and 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 picking at you know, his guitar. Um, He's playing slide on a resonator, acoustic resonator with a capo on it too. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, it, it it seems like, and there's a, there's a point here either. Oh man, is it here? I think it's here where, um, where Larry says, um, yeah, keep playing that song. Mm -hmm. You know, Russell says, we'll figure out something later. Just enjoy the ride. And then you get to, to William and then Larry gets, you know, interjects back into what they were doing. I think is saying, keep playing that song. And, and, uh, you know, I think Larry's Larry, the bass player, he's into, you know, understanding what a new song might might sound like. And Ed's right there to kind of help supply 
a bit of the rhythm maybe but it almost seems like it they're they're not totally that <laughs> into each other you know into 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 a groove but um he, he's ready to he's ready to get get back in to uh to doing that to figuring out a, a new song maybe or something well and i don't know if it's for the groupies or for yeah. for the writing or whatever but they're all wearing sunglasses inside and i know they're in the desert but like they're all wearing sunglasses that seems like they're trying yeah. to be cool <laughs> and i don't know if that's like a thing in the movie where he's like have them all wearing sunglasses because the characters are all trying to be cool or if in the movie they were like let's have them all wearing sunglasses so it seems like a cool like band scene i'm not sure how aware that was but you know but they're it's it's kind of striking that they that they're like wearing very dark sunglasses and a not very bright bus yeah the the shades are pulled down i mean these are i think there's these are some tall windows but the shades are generally fairly well pulled down um, mm-hmm. It seems like you'd have more people with, you know, I'll often, you know, I'll have some sunglasses on, but I'll put them on top of my head, you know, just angle them up real quick. And at points when I'm, say, trying to play guitar or read or something. <laughs> you don't want to mess um, up your hair, though. Your long yeah, hair. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> long rock star jams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot more. Um you know, a couple, I mean, again, back to that magazine, I mean, there's a Uriah Heap re- reference. I'm not really that familiar with them. Definitely Alice Quits the Stage. That's an, uh, uh, yeah, Alice Cooper, yeah, Alice Cooper, probably. Mm-hmm. Queen of Stage in 73. That's, that seems pretty crazy that he would do that, but <laughs> that seems like he, that'd be right at the, <laughs> right at his height. But that's what the Beatles did too. So <laughs> maybe he's just kind of follow, trying to follow their lead from <laughs> about eight years, seven, eight years earlier. Um, yeah there's even a seals and crofts reference <laughs> the, the other thing that's funny is william is dressed like a, what i like a boy like he's he's got a shirt oh, like okay. a t-shirt yeah. with stripes on it and stuff like that's probably because they wanted to emphasize that in the movie but it's like if i were his age and i was trying to look like an adult is not what i would wear at all <laughs> like, this is like a, a boy's haircut and a boy's t-shirt for sure so, uh, I'm I'm sure you've talked about this, but Larry Fellows is played by Mark yeah. Kozilek. Mm-hmm. Is 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 that the guy? Um, what's his project called? Uh, well, Sun Kill Moon. The, the couple, yeah. The the one I'm more familiar with is the uh, Red House Painters. But yeah, it is even more solo and lo- more low key. I think is the Sun Kill Moon. Oh, okay. That's that's the only one I'd heard of. But I yeah, I recognized his name, even though I didn't recognize him at all because yeah. I'm not really familiar with him from a no, visual yeah, standpoint. Yeah, but he made yeah. Besides yeah. this movie, I've, I I never would have you know seen him or <laughs> never seen him live or or in any kind of any any other footage. So that's a person Cameron Crowe cast because he liked his music yeah. already. Well, I don't know that for sure, but I do like the idea. That can I, and I've actually just been. There was just something going on on Twitter or something. Someone was saying some stuff about like you know bands, bands, you know the, the fake bands, the idea of fake bands and and mm-hmm. in movies that are you know, and, and 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 I just really you know of course thought of this one that I'm devoting a lot of time to, um, Stillwater, and it's interesting how you know he does get two actual musicians to also act, um, Mark and um, um, uh. The guy who played said, uh... and also a skateboarder. <laughs> okay, Mark is. 
Jason Lee. Sorry. I was just kidding because oh, he's oh, obviously been right, an actor well, yeah, by then. True. But yeah, well, yeah, this, this is this is a few years after <laughs> right. when he was really discovered and put in. It's like it's like well, uh, since it was a band, we really wanted to have a real skateboarder in it. Yeah, it's like right. why? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean with 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 his monologues that that Kevin Smith would write for him and and he'd do wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and and. I don't know if Cameron Crowe kind of came up with the you know the monologues first before casting Jason Lee, but but that was that was a stroke of genius, whichever way it went. That, that, well, I wonder that they cast him and then wrote, you know kind of came up with these monologues that worked out. I get like a chasing Amy vibe from his relationship with the um, Billy Crudup. I forgot his name <laughs> uh, with Russell. You know, it's it's a it seems very much like the dynamic that Jason Lee has with Ben Affleck and chasing Amy where it's, he could just like, it's a jealousy, but also he could just be in love with him type thing. He's, Uh they they have a lot of shots of him just looking over Uh new person entered the picture. (laughs) They're working on a creative project, but there's like a power dynamic, maybe like an insecurity too. So I was wondering if, if that was maybe not that, the dynamic is derivative because that would be an easy one to write for a movie like this. But if maybe he got cast because Cameron Crowe saw Chasing Amy and was like, "Ooh, that's mm-hmm. that's what I would want the the guitarist to have." Well, yeah, uh, the uh, Jason Lee's character, Jeff Beebe, he, he's yeah, he's a vocalist though. If that's who you're talking about there, yeah, and that's that's you know, you know, that, and that's the other thing is that that he's not involved in that kind of jam session i think with the three others because he's the vocalist and you know they'll just they'll they'll come later they'll they'll get added and so forth lyrics will be created and to 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 fit uh some music that's already been laid out Mm. um yeah okay so so um ed valencourt the silent ed is played by john fedovich and like i was saying both john and mark were you know you know actually you know musicians first and then um, became actors uh, for for this. I don't. I don't. If I remember right, I don't think Mark really did anything before this. I think he's done a couple things since this. More stuff than than John has, unfortunately. Um, oh. But but then Jason, you get Jason Lee and Billy Crudup as as the actors that then have to learn how to. And then certainly Jason Lee less because he only has his one or really two two singing things. The one previous uh, the uh, um, something in the air, um, and he's actually. He was playing guitar then. That's you know, but but most bands have have that uh, among their members that uh, they can do some multiple things, of course, multiple instruments. And um, but then later on, it's definitely with the cover of the Rolling Stone song that he leads. Yeah, um, and that's where you hear his real voice in those two scenes. Is is the is the point uh, versus the other guy, uh, uh, Marty Fredrickson, that uh, mm-hmm. when he's on stage, when whenever we hear here uh whether it's a live or recording of a stillwater song it's marty singing but i don't think there's a whole lot more i wanted to say do you have anything else on this well there's just a good desert shot with some saguaro cactuses and cacti i mean in the uh end of the minute right before it ends Uh and i guess uh back to the black crows it always seemed weird to me in the early oddies because Kate Hudson ended up marrying yeah right yeah, Chris Robinson <laughs> and it's like the Black Crows just are Stillwater essentially <laughs> like okay you know yeah. but like but like way later um, hmm. 
but you know, like, that's how they dressed, right? Especially Chris Robinson. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seemed like uh, life imitating art there. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna marry uh, Jason Lee or Billy Crudup because they don't actually look like that day to day when they're just walking around California. <laughs> But this guy does. Well, and, and something, you know, actually, and trying to find in my notes, uh, the uh, uh, John's name uh, of, of Silent Ed. Uh, you know, I also came across the stuff I added into my notes uh, not too long ago um, of, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, that there's been a almost famous musical. Oh, cool! And so, so it, it it stayed in. It had all its it, its its whole like initial like monthish month or so month or two maybe at the most uh, run all in just uh, just uh, San Diego. I'm pretty sure, mm. just all at the same theater in San Diego. But then hopefully it's going to make it like to Broadway, I guess, or something, or or maybe just around the around the country and maybe around the world. Who knows? But um, so they wrote new songs to express the plot. They wrote new songs yeah. to express it. Is yes. it in the style of like Stillwater, like a seventies rock band? No, it was. It's definitely. It's still Stillwater. It's still this band. It's called Stillwater. Um, but I mean, the music in of, the musical. Yeah, I believe. I believe the the songs that had been written for this movie. I think they are reused, but uh-huh. then more songs are also written to to do to do like what you're saying, express certain things going on throughout. Yeah, um, but. Uh, but the band, like the band, still. I mean, they certainly do some things with you know uh, uh, for both the, like the band Stillwater and the the uh, Band Aids. You know, they they have some different types. I think that they were going for. I think they wanted to get some other um, a, a, be- a better you know twenty twenty uh, uh, vibe of uh, of mixture of of people and and uh, you know uh, races and orientations and different things like that. But um, they definitely, they, you know, they have a William and a Penny and, and, and the same same named members of the band, but just with, you know, there's definitely one of them, I believe, is is, is an African-American fellow and so forth. Okay. But, um, but you know, there's, but I've even gotten gotten a little bit of talking with, I'll just mention at least William. Um, the actor the actor playing William from at least this initial role, this initial uh, run was uh, Casey Likes. So I'll just make put a little throw out there before we get to the end here of our minute. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, maybe he he may come on for just like even like a special episode down the road here. Cool. So, did the Band Aids not? Are they not in this universe? This movie takes place. Are Band Aids not a real product? Do they? Not, do they not realize that that's a thing when you say it? like they were? I just looked it up. They were invented in the 1920s. So, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's not. I think that was a play on. You know, I mean, I don't know if if they were really called band aids back in the seventies. If it, in Cameron's, you know, the, oh. the real thing that Cameron mm-hmm. went through, um, you know, being a writer and, and touring, going on tours. But um, you know, I don't think that's a if if it was then if if that's what the the other Penny <laughs> uh, Penny Trumbull or any of the other two or three. Um, uh, lead groupy type type women that uh uh camera knew and and kind of amalgamated to to be to be this penny um uh if there was if if any of them called themselves band-aids i you know there was another name there was a name of flying garter girls i think and i just pulling that out from somewhere else in the world i think <laughs> that was the, the the real name by that penny had come up with back then but but when but when cameron crow went to writing this i think you know, yeah. I mean, if 
you know, band-aids are a thing, are a real, you know, product. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, it's, you don't need, you can, you can, you can take something like that and make it a, a, just the name of this unofficial non, non-profit making, you know, group of girls, of groupie girls, you know, that's, that there's no kind of, you know, copyright and so forth issues. They're, they're just doing this as a, as a play. I mean, I, you know, I would think I, you know, I could, uh, find two or three friends and we could call ourselves the Nike guys or something, you know, <laughs> they're like a problem. They're like, know, well, we're just we start making money all of a sudden. Like we're just girls that like to hang out and help the band and, and like give them attention, and we're called the Band Aid Brand Adhesive Bandages Group. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I was thinking maybe there's like some sort of imagery there too, because it's like you know you're uh, missing your spouse or something. It's like Band Aids are like you put them on, and it just takes a second. Uh, and they, you know, if you're hurting, you put them on there and protect yourself. But then after a couple of days, you rip them off and you get, throw them away. <laughs> throw them away. Oh, they're definitely disposable and everything. So like, it might be evoking like, mm. like, oh, we definitely help people get better band-aid say. And it's like, well, then how come you're all in the trash? <laughs> like, because we helped already, you know, I, I stopped mm. an infection maybe. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, well, so I think that's about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So great. Uh, uh, I really appreciate you being on these uh, three times, and and uh, please, uh, you know, give us a, a rundown of of some of your pro- uh, some or all of your projects. And... Oh yeah. Um, the O Five Podcast, O F F I V E. That's a podcast I do with my friend Addy about each episode of The Office. Um, another one. It's called Minute to Win It, which is a podcast where we look at single minutes of different movies each time. Um, and there's only one episode up of that so far. But but the, if you want to subscribe or something, that'll be coming soon. And uh, I guess the Calvin and Hobbes cast is about each strip of Calvin and Hobbes. I'll definitely do another one of those at some point. So <laughs> listen to any of those if you want to hear these pipes in your ears. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the Off Five, and I think I listen. I th- I'm pretty sure I listened to that first uh, episode of your Minute to Win It. I forget what I forget what movie it was. Chris, Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I also did a rant about Rise of Skywalker, but I only kept it up for 24 hours, oh, okay. and I took it down again because I didn't want to get yeah. flooded with negative reviews before our podcast was even going. It sounded like a bad bad strategy. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me on. This was fun. Oh yeah, you're yeah. So glad you gave some great insight about these three minutes. And um, so I just need to let uh, people know that uh, we are definitely part of the uh, Pantheon Podcast Rock and Roll Network. It's uh, it's like uh, MTV for podcasts. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also find uh, Almost Famous Minute on Facebook. Uh, we have our page at facebook.com slash Almost Famous Minute. And as we were just talking about... Uh, it's called the Band-Aids Listener Society, you know, um, it's a great uh, little Facebook group where we can talk about uh, each minute possibly or other things too related to Almost Famous or or even not. Um, you can also, of course, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Almost Famous Men. So uh, until next time, um, it's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god! Yeah! 
the queen of hearts is always your best bet. 